22 Pages Later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Do I know you guys? I feel like it's been so long I haven't like seen you guys. So. You ate my food, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know you to eat your food. <laughs> yeah, that poison was tasty. Shit, yeah, I can't man. wait for the effects to kick in. <laughs> uh, hopefully that you added an ingredient that makes me shut up. <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. Uh, something on your body is going to be opening up and spewing out a lot of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck your couch. It's Fuck your couch. Happening. It's already happening. Look as well. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 26. I am one of your hosts, The Cap, and we're here with MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, trending everywhere. Don't fuck with me, fellas. This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Trying to figure out what movie that is. Is it like a black actor? No. Oh, damn. Okay. It's Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest. The Joan Crawford movie. Oh, my God. My mother used to hate that movie because we used to call her Mommy Dearest. <laughs> Don't call me Mommy Dearest. Call me Mommy Bear. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's just a little bit too much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the other hosts, <clears throat> RT Square, Ralph the Tech. What's up, Doc? Oh, just, that that was a piss poor Bugs Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I might have like a sore throaty thing going on. I don't know. It sounded like somebody had your throat in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I, it, it was interesting because I know that a couple of people, you know, that have been listening to the podcast has went out of their way to um, text me and they were saying, um, "What happened, episode 26?" <clears throat> I had explained to them that we wanted to put together a special podcast for them so that you know. We need we needed the week to kind of you know put things together, figure things out, and still be lost. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it wouldn't be a podcast if we're not lost. Yeah, you know, it was funny because I was like, "Damn, it's been so long since we've done a podcast." I don't know who I'm sitting next to. I'm sitting next to some bald guy who looks like me, yeah. and old Denzel. <laughs> old Denzel. I'm always looking young, man. <laughs> the bald guy looks better than you. Just what? saying. What? Happened? The bald guy looks better than you. Yeah, right. Is a. Uh, um, Marvelous beard. You're Bizarro Cap. That's what you are. You're Bizarro <laughs> Cap. <laughs> but you know what? Let's not even waste. Oh, before I even say anything, um, I just want to give a special shout out to um, a certain birthday girl. Um, shout out to Gigi. Today's her 30th birthday. So. Who's that? It's my girlfriend. You have a girlfriend? I, have we ever met her? How could you not? How could you miss her with that mouth? Yeah, Gigi, I said it. Oh. Shout out to, <laughs> you mean the girl that curls her eyes? Yeah, okay. Curls her R's. Yeah. I'm glad she can curl her R's, but not for you. The text. <laughs> I didn't say it like that, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well. It's I'm her expect- birthday. Is she old today? <laughs> how old? She's old. I dare you to tell how old she is. I dare you. I think I said it right before, right before mm-hmm. a couple minutes ago. Yeah. yeah we'll, so uh, it's already we'll done. Re- we'll replay that one. <laughs> You'll be like, edit that. Edit it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> how about we do some... Something we have to catch up with. Let's do some quick news. And now, the quick news with Michael Finance Guy. All right, we ain't got time for that shit. First of all, MFG is not trending anywhere. I'm Mike the Finance Guy. We're moving on. Shut up, sit down. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's right. Wait, we got a couple of weeks of news here. All right. Alrighty. Here's some news that everyone's going to love at this table. And by that, I mean it's going to suck. Cartoon Network has pulled... Beware the Batman from its 2014-2015 calendar with no mention of a return date. They, they talked about yeah. that um, on, on one of the other podcasts. I heard them saying that they were talking about You listen to other f- podcasts? I have to. <laughs> I want to hear how bad the others are compared to us, in comparison <laughs> to us. 
But yeah, I heard that on one of the other podcasts that um, months ago that they were saying that they had thought about it, but they didn't say cancel. They just said, you know, they were taking it off the air for well, a couple of months. Well, they pulled it. That's the now it's officially it's not, pulled. It's pulled, not canceled, meaning that they could say, for instance, in 2016, they'll bring it back as opposed to Young Justice or The Green Lantern, where they literally canceled the series. You know, um, the series is now available on Blu-ray as season one, part one, and features two episodes that were not aired. Warner Brothers has admitted, I'm sorry, has not admitted to cancellation of the series as it did with the Green Lantern and Young Justice. No new DC animated series is in the works. Wow. Yeah, which pretty much just means DC doesn't have a movie coming out anytime too soon. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, they're, they're so backed, backed up on the, as the, um, as the Man of Steel 2 return turns. Otherwise known as, as the stomach turns. What? They're licking their wounds from all the, the damage that Marvel's inflicting on them. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's probably only going to get worse for those wounds. So, so Cartoon Network has become the new Fox now. They've canceled once again another exactly. show that people were interested in. Exactly. All right. Um, let's move over to more DC news. CD. I'm sorry. The CW Flash series might have John Wesley Ship as a return, a recurring but not yet named regular. Now, everyone should remember John Wesley Ship as the the original 1990s The Flash. Right. So they might end up bringing him into the show. Um, that was a short-lived series that was on CBS. Uh, it's wild speculation has him playing everything from Barry Allen's Imprisoned Father to Jay Garrick, which is the original Flash, to Zoom. I mean, there's just there is literally no word yet. They just know he's going to be part of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. a, uh, nice way of tying it in. I, yeah. I kind of like that. I mean, definitely the Jay Garrick seems like it'd be cool, but you know, he's been a villain a lot of late in, in movies that he's been in TV shows. Yeah. So Zoom would also be kind of cool, even though he'd be an old Zoom. Zoom yeah. I mean, Zoom should really be like somewhere around Barry's age, you would think. Maybe a little older, but that, not, like, around it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, maybe he's a, a future Flash or something like that. Uh, I suppose. Well, Zoom itself is the future Flash. Was that you? Yeah, gro- no, no, was right. that you groaning, MFG? Is it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just having I'm having difficulties. I swear I, I'm not hearing writing this uh <laughs> this thing today. Okay. Um all it's right, more DC age. news. <laughs> old age, not yet. Uh, <laughs> more DC news. We have Fox's Gotham has cast thirteen year old former Touch co star David Mazuz as the young Bruce Wayne. Right. Also um Cameron I'm trying to think how her name goes, Baikondova has been signed on as Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman eventually. Additional hmm. players, Ben McKenzie as Jim Gordon. Now, anyone that might know um, Ben McKenzie, he was on Southland. Anyone ever see that show? Yes. He was Officer Ben Sherman. Right, he's got to think about playing people with the name Ben. Um, <laughs> and if anyone's wondering uh, if they've ever heard him, yes. Batman Year One, he was Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He played Ben Sherman. Isn't there a, 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 a line of clothes named Ben Sherman? I Just have a shirt like that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, Jim Pertwee will be Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, if anyone's watching the TV show Elementary, he has been playing Lieutenant Lestrade. Uh, Robin Taylor will be Oswald Cobblepot, otherwise known as the Penguin. Oh, useless character. I don't know why they say that. And Jada Pinkett Smith will be Fish Mooney. Now, anybody out there wants to mention that to a friend and say, hey, Jada Pinkett Smith's going to play Fish Mooney. If you have one of those know-it-all friends, wait for them to go, oh, I know who that is. I know who that <laughs> character is because they'll be lying. It's a made-for-TV show um, character. Not anywhere in the um, comics, but uh, she'll be some kind of a, a gangster leader, but not like a street gang. I mean, like, you know, like kind of like a she'll organized be, crime. She'll be Cobblepot's boss. Yeah, she's going to be Cobblepot's boss. And um, she's described as having the brains of a chess grandmaster and the morals of a jackal, which wow. pretty much just sounds like Jada Pinkett Smith. To which, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, <laughs> more DC news. 
Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman are helming a digital first comic combo yes. of Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet. Um, anyone that's not out there might know this. Batman 66, as in the year 1966. It is a comic version. It's been out, I think maybe they're up to six or seven issues by this By half a year, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's it's a comic book version of the 1966 Batman show. So right. every And people look the same. So you have Batman's Adam West and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They even have the old corny villains that were never in the comics um, or, you know, like King Tut, uh, right. Egghead or, you know, those kind of characters. So it's all of that. Um, but now they'll be teamed up with Green Hornet, which Kevin Smith used to um, write for Dynamite as well. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. It will be a team up between the Dynamic Duo and the Hornet and Kato, as well as between DC and Dynamic um, Dynamite Entertainment. The digital starts on May 21st, and the print begins June 4th. It will continue as a digital first for the um, for the entire run of the 12 part series. Uh, Kevin Smith is also lobbying to have the comic to become an animated movie starring the original actors and actresses that are still alive and kicking. Yeah, so that's why I, I heard him speaking about that. And the interesting thing about Batman 66 was I didn't realize. Why it was so people were so excited about it? They were talking about um, that because of the the Batman show and the rights still being kind of like left in limbo for so right. many years, they weren't able to access certain characters and that right. kind of stuff. So I was like, wow, that's interesting. DC couldn't access King Tut and Clock King and all those guys. Not, not that anybody wanted to. Or, or, or but it's more about the um, Adam West and um, what's his name's likeness, Bruce Ward. Right, their likenesses. Bart, uh, Bert Ward. Bert Ward. Sorry, Bruce Ward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, more DC news uh-huh. because this is just like DC heavy here. So DC's not doing movies, but they're doing a whole bunch of other shit. They're doing something. Okay. Um, DC Comics free to play MOBA. What does that stand for? Come on, come on. M M O B A. Mob. M O B A. Wait, wait, wait. M O B A. It's a multiplayer online battle arena. Maba. Right. Right. Um, okay. So they're free to play MOBA Infinite Crisis will enter an open beta, or I should say it has entered an open beta, starting on March 14th of this year. Oh, wow. Yes, After 10 months of limited testing, they are allowing any and all users to jump into the fray with their favorite alternate reality versions of DC heroes and villains. The game will be arena-based combat with characters from throughout the multiverse with 27 quote-unquote champions, ranging from Aquaman to a vampiric Batman and even a Superman in a giant mech suit of armor. Why would Superman need to be in a mech suit of armor? Um, we had this conversation earlier today. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, everybody else has one. Exactly. Uh, developer Turbine will continue to add new characters as the beta and eventually full uh, version of the game progresses. A digital first weekly comic based on the game will begin in May of this year, followed by hard print in July. The events in the comics will be a prequel to the game, just like Injustice Gods Among Us. Oh, okay. That, that's yeah. really cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that, very interesting. That sounds pretty cool. I haven't looked into it, but I, I'm kind of interested. But I'm not one of those big online big. Well, did game you players. Did you ever play um, DC Universe? Nope. Oh, you don't have PS3 because you freaking hate PS3. That's right. MFG denounces See, PS3. He'll, he'll buy the game, try it for like two seconds, get motion sickness, and then not play it. <laughs> <That sounds right. laughs> or he'll get lost in a maze. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> hey, I, I admit all of it. That's the Batman stuff. That stuff puts me down fast. <laughs> How do you do this? You kids in your video games these days. You kids in your rock and or roll music. <laughs> Alrighty, now to something Marvel. Finally, goodness. Yeah, you say finally now, but everybody put on your lawyer wig and get out your gavel for this one. You're going to need to put on your thinking cap. Stan Lee is firing up his web shooters and he's aiming them right at, at Disney this time. Stan Lee Media Inc., which uh, really no longer exists, claims that Disney does not have the rights to Spider-Man among other creations. 
the extremely short version, and this is the extremely short version of uh, this court battle that's been going on for over 10 years, is that Stan was terminated from Marvel in August 1998, then in October 1998 signed over his likeness and any claims to his characters to Marvel, which then Disney bought in 2009. Right. But in 2012, Stanley Media Inc. claims that neither Marvel nor DC ever filed the, uh, the agreement with the U.S. Copyright Office. Therefore, Stanley Media in, um, Inc. still owns the characters. And Disney has shot back saying that not only is uh, Stanley Media Inc. an administratively dissolved corporation, but that it claims, uh, but that its claims are barred by a three-year statute of limitations. Oh, so that's okay. pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah, could you imagine if you actually got back all those damn characters and Disney was left with a $4 billion nothing? <laughs> <laughs> you would just see Stanley sitting on like a throne and you see the Disney execs on their knees and they're like, please, please. No, you would just see Mickey from a far building putting a sniper bullet right through Stanley's head. <laughs> That's what you'll see. I hope, it, I hope it's not, not like a sniper like in that movie I'm Wanted. <laughs> exactly. Coming around buildings. I'm going to bend the bullet. Oh. <laughs> Here's something for you, you little nerds that think you know it all. We all think we Cap. know it all. <laughs> <laughs> MFG, go ahead. Speaking to yourself again. Go Here's ahead. another piece of Marvel news. There's an Easter egg, and I want to know if anyone noticed it. This is an Easter egg a little bit early for you. In Superior Spider-Man number 28... Yeah, that cat's mind is oh, working. Man, I'm like, that right. one brain cell is in gear now. It's like doing push-ups and everything. There is a guest appearance by... The cast of the Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. You don't remember it. I don't. Uh, huh. There you go. But I do. Uh, how, how so? How was how this? How is this possible? It's all in one panel on the second page. Which issue was this? 28? 28. The one that just came out uh, last. Um, but anyhow, so that's a little bit news there. Wow. And, now let's check it out. Okay. Yeah. And finally, something that's not so much news, but it's news that I'm going to say it anyhow. The trailer for the newest collaboration between Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller has been released. Sin City, a dame to kill for it. The official trailer is available for viewing on our Facebook page for free. Thank you. That's right. That is meanwhile, 22 pages later for all you hoes at home. (laughs) For all you hoes. And what if you're not a hoe at home? (laughs) Go home, ho. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the quick news I have, unless Uh, somebody else is going to drag it out. It's almost like you're a mind reader. (laughs) Almost. Almost. Well, actually, I had a little bit of, um, not a quick news, but something... Actually, it's quick news. You were talking it's about- It's not quick now. Shush. <laughs> Shush for your 25 fucking minute quick news. Slow Actually, news. It was only like 10 minutes. And now it's probably, what, 30? Wow. <laughs> Go on. All right. Captain well, my Captain. Okay, because you're going to love this one. Uh-oh. Um, You were talking about the Flash TV show and talking about um that they were going to add all this stuff. The thing you forgot to mention was on the website, you put up not only that they had the helmet a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. of the Flash, but they also showed- um, pieces of him in the full uniform in action in action what did you guys think of the uniform the flash uniform uh, it looked interesting what does interesting mean interesting usually sounds like when when you're talking to a girl and you're like so what do you think of my friend you know that I hooked you up with oh he was interesting i, I thought it was a little weird around his legs because it like it was in body formed yeah well I, you yeah, know i had a problem with that but the also thing is, he's not like some jack jock you yeah. know so I, and I'm kind of happy about that, that they kind of went with a little bit more of a runner's build guy for a runner. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you don't give a runner baggy pants. Yeah, because wind resistance. 
Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, he's got to jump and stuff. That's what I actually said to someone else. I wonder if they're going to be two costumes. You, you, you said know, that, yeah. Um, like an action version when he's doing something, and then it'll kind of film a little bit differently. But then when he's standing around, maybe a slightly different version. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. I mean, I, I think you're right. It is a little bit baggy. Around, right around the crotch. Yeah, crotch, uh, he's crotch baggy, in the waist. He's baggy around the crotch. Give me one. Give me one. Give me one. Oh, okay. Really? I, I thought I was going to go with the bell, but Okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, there we go. Much better. <laughs> I was bagging around the crotch. I was like, what are these, like MC Hammer pants with me up? Look, he just needs to tighten it up around the crotch because I do not want to know about that thing banging around at super speeds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph is making up for all the time he's missed the past two weeks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So so now let's get to the first half of the show. Um, yesterday, we had a fun time going to the movies. Now, usually when new movies come out, we usually see it the first week. But something told us, you know what, let's wait a week. You know, besides the fact that we had to put together the second half of the show here at Meanwhile 22, we decided, you know what, let's wait a week after this movie premieres and we'll go see it the next week. There won't be as many people or a line as, or as much of a line for this movie. And thank God we did that. Well, and, and surprisingly, there weren't that many people. Yeah, that place was packed full of empty seats. It was. They couldn't have put another empty seat in there if they tried. <laughs> well, also because you know, uh, you know, because by the time we finally got together at, at at the movie, you know, we decided to change and we upgraded our tickets. We went from regular regular movie to IMAX 3D. Yeah, but I didn't get the sense from the person when we changed our ticket that the other movie was sold out either. <laughs> she wasn't like, oh, thank God, these three people need those tickets. <laughs> so the movie that we're going to talk about today and we're going to review, do we have the review button? Yes. Okay, so the movie we're going to review today is... This segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. There you uh, go. I think you were a little bit premature again. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph jumping the gun, starting before he finished. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, um, the movie we're going to review today is 300, Rise of an Empire. And should I say, and with a synopsis, is MFG? Yeah, I have a synopsis. Well, I have to ask, because the past couple of times you're like, it's a movie, it sucked. Next. <laughs> You might say that for this one. So, what this priceless gem? Anyway, <laughs> so let me do that again. So, with our synopsis, or with our synopsis, is Mike the Finance Guy. Alrighty, Three Hundred Rise of an Empire. This is the Noam Morrow directed and Zack Snyder co-written companion piece. Notice I did not say sequel to the 2007 wide release movie simply titled Three Hundred, which was directed and co-written by Zack Snyder. Now, a change in director should always be the first warning sign when adding to a successful franchise. Just saying. 300 Rise of an Empire is based on the Frank Miller graphic novel Xerxes, um, which actually I should say it will be a graphic novel. Right now it's a a mini-series. It's a five-part comic series that has not yet been completed and released to print. So they've made a movie on an incomplete comic. That's also counts as your second warning Alrighty. Alrighty. so the story is set in the past present and future of the original 300 tale 10 years ago during the battle of marathon uh the story's hero uh, the athenian what is it the mystocles right. set off a chain of events by killing the persian king darius in front of the king's son xerxes the ripple effect of this event is what leads xerxes to declare himself the god king of persia begin his personal invasion of greece at thermopylae and send his sister um, Artemisia to lead a naval attack towards Athens for what I suppose is a recreation of the Battle of Salamis. Uh, to fight the hordes of the Persians, Th- um, Themistocles attempts to unite Greece's city-states, including Sparta. There we go. Okay, there you go. All right, so every, every blood, um, blood-lusting blood male that loves fights 
and loves battles. And boobies. And boobies, male or female, love 300. Yes. And what do we take away? From, not what do we take away? What did you get from the movie? First of all, this should never have been done in 3D. For certain times. The blood was oddly the one thing that was not good in 3D. I agree. It, it, yeah. was, it looked like thick cranberry syrup. Like, it just <laughs> didn't, like, whereas in the other movie, the blood was like, holy cow, that is a lot of blood. And it looked yeah. kind of bloody. Well, this one it, just got boring with the blood, actually. With, with that one, they just did the basic, you know, 2D rendering of the blood. Right. But it, but it was one, really effective, though. Yeah. yeah. With this one, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get your 3D blood because mm-hmm. you get this, like, globby kind of look right. for, for the liquid. Yeah. You know? But they, they went something else there. And, I mean, it was so much blood. I mean, like, I, I wanted to see someone get a paper cut just to see it was going to gush. <laughs> you know what's funny? And I, I was telling you guys this yesterday at the theater. Actually, not a part of me. A lot of me felt like they, they used the same old bag of tricks for this movie. And it's one of those things where if you don't come up with something new or different or something more exciting, it gets boring. Yeah. Hey, if it well, ain't broke, but um, unfortunately, you will be. <laughs> but but unfortunately, they should have gone with the fix it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you no, know, uh, like I was saying, there was a lot of the same old, same old. And unfortunately, you again, you would think kind of like what Ralph was hinting at is that that would be a good thing, but somehow it it didn't. It, it's not just because you've seen it before; it's just somehow it didn't work quite as well. And, and again, maybe it's because it's a different director. You know, Possibly. Zack Snyder is a co-writer, but he's not the he's not the director. But I also I also felt that um, for for me, I mean, I felt the reason why it didn't work was because we've been we've been desensitized not only to blood, but also desensitized to that effect because they've used it now in so many movies. Well, he set the standard when he made the three hundred that you know that surprised everybody that it caught on, so it's been used. Right. But it wasn't just that. I mean, for me, it's not even down to the blood because I thought. Um, for one of my pros, I thought it was it looked beautiful. I mean, even though the the scenery definitely looked artificial at times, I don't mean that in a bad sense. I mean, it just it didn't look like that really ever existed. I don't mean that it looked cheap or or CGI. Right. It was beautiful. It's just it was the story that was I I just couldn't get my head around or care around really. You know. Okay. Um, just to bring it up there, I just wanted to, um, just a couple of names here. This the movie stars Sullivan Stapleton as Themistocles. Eva Green is Artemisia, and uh, which I didn't realize until when I was uh, researching this that Eva Green that was a uh, Vesper Lynn from the Casino Royale movie for anyone that's a James Bond oh, fan. Okay. Um, Rodrigo Santoro was again Xerxes, looking fantastic as he looks so different from Xerxes to Xerxes. Yes, when he went because in the movie together. you get to see him before you see how he looks in Three Hundred, and he looks like a normal guy, you know, unshaven, whatever, and then he becomes Xerxes who actually has been gifted by the gods. I mean, they are giving us some fantastical parts of the movie. It's not just more reality-based. Right. Um, you get a, a little bit of Lena Headey as Queen Gorgo. And, of course, a, just a brief, more just a, really just rehashing old movie clips of Gerard Butler as King Leonidas. Yeah, and they don't really show, uh, like Gerard, I mean, like you said, they just show parts from the old movie. But, yeah. I mean... And it made me wish the old movie suddenly started playing. <laughs> I'm not lying. I was just kind of hoping like, oh, cut it in. <laughs> you know, when I was watching it, some parts, it felt like it was a little bit like Inception. Because at the beginning of the movie, it's the queen telling a story. Right. Telling the story of Themistocles. Right, right exactly. And then within that story, Themistocles is also telling another story. Right. So it's like Inception. The movie. Yeah, okay. Dream within a dream. I'm like, what the hell? Well, yeah. For I, a moment, I lost track. I'm like, is there a present point at some point? In <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio as Xerxes. <laughs> and the van is still falling. <laughs> but it, it, what was interesting about it, or not, not interesting, the thing that made it not interesting was that I feel like 
the movie the, the movie company did a bait and switch. They're like, oh, you love 300? Here's a sequel. You love Spartans? We're not going to have them. Yeah. We're, we're going to have fighting and slow blood scenes, but it's, we don't have the Spartans. I've, most, I've, uh, most I've never seen so many fighting Spartans standing around. And <laughs> right. You know, well, how would you classify this movie? Because you can't really call it a prequel. Well, that's and, what I, and, I started off by saying. It's and, a companion piece. And, yeah, okay. Because it, it occurs simultaneous yeah, to 300. Time, yeah. Just to let you know that this is not, like I, like I again said in my intro, it, it, it starts 10 years prior, right. which is how we learn why the Persians want to go to war with Greece. Um, which is because Th- um, Themistocles kills King Darius. Right. That is what With the longest t- shot of the world. <laughs> hey, you know, some people are long shooters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where's the bell for that one? You yeah, don't know what this guy's <laughs> doing over there. Come on. Where's my well, bum? Turn off wanted. <laughs> but uh, but oh, anyhow, so. Want. That's why I'm paying attention. So, so, you're not. <laughs> so then after the, um, uh, Themistocles kills King Darius, we jump 10 years into the future. And that's when Xerxes is actually invading um, Sparta at um, Thermopylae, so he's at the the hot gates. While we're also seeing the other battle that was taking place, which is um, Artemisia, yeah. that is fighting uh, Themistocles. And if you're wondering, though, by the way, Artemisia is a real person in history, but was not the sister of Xerxes. Uh, right. Not even in that sense. I mean, even in the movie, they say that she was taken into the family, Adopted. but it wasn't even that far. And also, like, she didn't ha- she didn't command this huge like fleet of a billion and a half ships she only actually yeah. she added five ships but she really was well respected by Xerxes she was probably one of the first women commanders of any navy and she gave him good advice and she really he really did listen to her you know? wow okay yeah so there's a little there is a lot of history if you were just wondering if that was all made up oh wow okay now was she a great you know Xena warrior princess fighter nobody was I, I, <laughs> you know I, I liked I liked that whole thing I liked um, her being a kick-ass fighter and she Eva Green played a pretty good part well, I think she did a great job. I, I just, it's not like, for instance, I am a huge Xena Warrior Princess fan. I love that show. I don't mind women being kick ass. It's, it's just there, it was out of place. You know what I mean? If you just told me she was a good fighter, I'm fine. But the fact that, like, you know, no one could best her, it's just like, guys, you stop trying to make it this like, whole DC thing, kind of where everyone's the best of. It's like, just give me that she's a strong woman, capable fighter, just like Queen Gorgo, Lena Headley. She's a good fighter. I mean, yeah, but, but they that don't I believe. But they least. Don't. I, I I even believe that even less when when they make Queen Gorgo so kick ass. I'm like, if she wasn't so kick ass, she you know, I mean, she. Well, it's the whole. Sp- but they explain that, right. Come they explain. On. They actually explain that in the very first movie. Yeah, that yeah, no, even I know. the Sparta women. So that's what I'm saying. But they just said she's a fighter. They didn't go through this whole and no one could ever beat Queen. Who cares? Just, <laughs> as long as she's capable of fighting, I'm good. But well, they, you know, they just built up um, Artemisia so much that I was just. I just felt that show... they were. How a, a, a Greek woman could become, you know, the the pretty much the right arm of uh, of the Persian, of the Persian right. king. Yeah, I just like I said, it's just for me. It was a, it was just more than I needed. But Again, I it, it was, didn't tear me from the movie, but it just was. It just what it was. It was hackneyed. In other words, I've seen that woman in every period piece because every period piece that has a woman to somehow make women feel better about themselves, they lie and rewrite history for them, which. I don't understand how that works. You know, like yeah. you're not you're, you're lying to me as a woman by giving me a fake history to show how strong I was. I'm like the women were strong in their own way. You know, yeah. And that's the thing is, I'm just tired of the Xena warrior princess woman. That, that I, I just, I just, I mean, just the idea that you know he, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, I think they had to build her up because they wanted her to rival Themistocles so much because they built him up to. Right. I mean, you know, he was pretty kick-ass. And, and what's funny is that's also well, one of the things that got me mad, kind of going back to what I was saying about um, being jerked 
about not seeing so many Spartans, but we see all these fucking Athenians. Right. The Athenians, like like, like they said, were more like farmers and poets and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And you have this fucking diesel warrior, Themistocles, who was a warrior by trade. Yeah. Um, and like they're all getting their ass kicked, and here's Themistocles, like fucking GI Joe, <laughs> running through the crowd, knocking dudes over. And I'm well, like, I told you when he started fighting those uh, the Persian warriors, that the ultimate warriors, the one that had the iron mask on from the first movie. I'm like, look, if you told me that he could take down one or two max, but he was taking them down like they've never seen a fight in their lives. And I'm like, well, now you're kind of downplaying Leonidas's role in the first movie that started your franchise. Well, you it, know, it could just be that, you know, those uh, elite warriors were scared because like, this is the guy that killed their last king. So yeah. they're like, oh my God, it's him. But no, because their king wasn't a fighter. I mean, he just shot him with an arrow. I mean, that, <laughs> that wasn't really going to frighten them, you know. Yeah. I mean, and besides that, these are the same warriors that watch Leonidas' people tear through people and then they still came out. It's just one of those things of it's like, it just felt like they just cheapened their original movie a little bit by just showing that Themistocles just like, clink, 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 you're dead, dead, dead. And then like even threw a sword and killed one from like, what, 30 feet away. Yeah. I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know? possible. It's not that it's not possible. It just, it just took the fun out of the movie and it started taking the fun out of the original movie for me um because i really i'm I'm a huge 300 fan you know know what i've learned from this movie what's that that we as a human species have devolved because apparently back in during those times we all had like superhuman strength we could jump from places (laughs) and and land on on stuff and from high altitude you mean when they jumped like 30 feet down from that cliff onto a boat i'm like wow someone's legs just shattered (laughs) (laughs) no they just brushed it off they kept on going and started they hit they kicked one guy and he flew like 200 feet away i'm like come on we were superhuman back then what the hell happened again it's like um this, even though this is based off of a book that hasn't fully been formed, um, and I'm sure as which the I, directors, which I didn't know, by the way, um, we, I, I at, thought they were just creating it just to create a sequel. At first, I, I thought they did, um, and more or less they have. Now, granted, I'm sure they've gotten a lot of notes from uh, Frank Miller himself because I mean they're basing off of his work. But also, what I get the idea is that this. I think what they did, they took a small part of his story and blew it up large. In other words, I think they actually took a small part of a five-issue comic and made a two-hour movie out of it, oddly enough. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean what The Hobbit has been doing with, with, exactly. the, with their movies? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, but I mean, if you think about it. Um, and the reason I say that, now here's a quote of Frank Miller speaking of the movie Xerxes and speaking of the character Xerxes himself. This is when he's, as he's writing the, um, the story. Right. Now, he's talking about Xerxes, who was um, kind of caused a little bit of a scandal when he was first introduced in his 300 movie because uh, the Iranians in particular got in arms saying that it made Xerxes look like he was just some kind of lunatic when he was really a very well-respected king and warrior. I mean, even in history, not just in their history. Right. Um, so anyhow, he says, yes, I suppose it will be seen as provocative, but really to me, he is such a pivotal character. And in this story, now he's talking about the story that we supposedly are watching. Again, this quote is not about Frank Miller watching the movie. This is about right, his about, comic book right about the book, that the right. book is made off of. Okay. So he says, um, but to me, he's really such a pivotal character in this story. I get to explain him so much more fully. I do my best to crawl inside his head rather than to have him be this, um, this iconic force that simply commands this huge army. There are many scenes with him alone or just with his people. There's an extended scene in Persepolis for instance, where he takes power and there are several scenes where he's going through his transitions and he's shown speaking to his mother and his wife. And with all of that, he becomes much more interesting as a character. Now, that sounded like an interesting movie. Does anyone remember that? In the movie? I, was like, I was like, I don't remember any of that no, stuff. Xerxes was just Xerxes. He was that same stoic, tall guy. And then he wasn't there. 
I am the god king. So, so just that alone just tells you how Whoa. much. Yeah, that tells you how much you lost out of a movie when you're reading what the book was supposed to be about, <laughs> and then we get this movie. I wonder what the Iranians would have thought of um, the fact that they made Xerxes um, like they were saying that um, Artemisia was kind of like manipulating him to become that particular power. Yeah, I'm sure know? they wouldn't have liked that either because he was. I mean, he again he approved of Artemisia. He actually even relied on some of her. Um, what's the word? Uh, not just advice, but I guess her advice um, at times, but not like that. And certainly he wasn't made to be king the way they did it in the movie by right. her, you know. <laughs> so the Iranians are like, sorry. Wow. <laughs> and we apologize to all the Iranians. <laughs> we apologize to the whole Middle East for that. Yeah. Well, all, that. well, all jokes aside, what I'm saying is I think the Iranians would be mad that, that I think on top of it that they're saying that Artemisia kind of gave him his props and not that right. he, you know, I, you know, because they really made it look like in the movie that Artemisia was kind of just pulling the, the puppet master, like, right? She, yeah. to say, she was a puppet master, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, and again, that's what also kind of bothered me with towards 300. In 300, he's his own man, right. and now this movie again, instead of adding to it, and again, like I said, it's not a sequel, it's not a prequel, it's it's a companion piece. Now you just go, well, gee, evidently Leonidas wasn't really one of the best fighters, okay, right? And Xerxes really isn't all his own man. So you just kind of you're watering down my the movie I love the original movie that started your franchise right you know so I, I wasn't a fan of that and just another thing I have to mention what the hell's up with that horse on the ship <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a party unless someone brings a horse on a ship I guess not wow. I mean, so, sounds like a keg party <laughs> and I wouldn't even have minded this <laughs> right thank I wouldn't you. even have minded a horse on the ship if they if he was on the horse on the top of the ship like you know what I mean like I mean it would have been weird but you know what I'm trying to say like he's already on it riding out in the water it's a secret weapon but that's and that's what I'm leading up to the fact that this horse was a secret weapon I'm thinking so you brought a horse to a naval fight would that be like (laughs) me kind of bringing a cow to an air fight (laughs) (laughs) well no horses are actually pretty good swimmers just so you know um you wouldn't bring one out into the middle of an ocean to jump from ship to broken ship in hopes that maybe you might get the upper edge on the enemy. That's just weird. That, <laughs> That's weird. That whole sequence bugged me That's out. That's just I mean, good planning, my friend. <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful on a visual level, I thought. Yeah. Because I, I thought the movie, again, on a visual level was very Especially beautiful. Especially running through fire. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that horse that you get to run through fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Ghost Rider horse. It's the, it's the horse from Krypton. <laughs> Comet, Comet, come back. <laughs> that was his name, Comet? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, oh, that's a, that's for another story, but uh, you really want to know one day about his origin because he's not from Krypton. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting and sad story all on its own. So how did you guys feel about um, the relationship? And I know, I'm, I know I'm throwing fire to the flame now. How did you feel about the relationship between um, that they try to put together with um, Artemisia and Themicles? I mean, Themicles, um, Themistocles. I would rather have seen the relationship between Themistocles and his horse. <laughs> That'd be a weird one. Uh, not as weird as the one between him and Artemisia. Because <laughs> it was weird because we were talking about last night how, you know, you have these two heads of, of, of these navies, you know, getting ready to battle each other. And then at one point, you know, she call, um, you know, Artemisia calls for Themistocles to, to have a, a meeting with her on her ship. Right. And so, you know, they, they, they and by on her ship, he means between her thighs. <laughs> oh, P.S. Before I go into that, before I go into that whole meeting, how long did it take for a boob to come out of this movie? It must have been like I know, well, right? One minute, I'm like, not boom. well, not even. Remember, they, right after the opening credits, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, there was a flash of tits. I was like, like what? Damn, okay. but not hers though. 
No. It was a boob. It wasn't her boob. There was like only... actually it was two in the opening scene. I was the same one. I counted all the boobs in the movie. Really? Oh, wow. Really? So excluding all the actors and the director, how many? <laughs> Put them. I, I get no rim shots here. I don't know what the hell. You said you don't like rim shots. <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> Now you give him all the room shots he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my share too. Okay, so, so there were only uh, six scenes with boobs in them. Only six. What? What do you like that 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 website that keeps track of boobage? Uh, Mr. Skin. Yes, I, I'm the upgraded one. <laughs> I'm but Mr. Skin 2.0. <laughs> so, so do you understand, Cat? When I said that we could have just hired that third grader for cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Trust me. I'll take the good with the bad with Ralph. I've heard other podcasts. Trust me. We got it good. Oh, man. <laughs> you got the greatest. Yeah, exactly. That did require a rim shot. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Ralph loves his rim shot. So, <laughs> so what I was trying to say was that, um, you know, so, so um, Themistocles and Artemisia meet on this boat to talk about the war because supposedly, you know, Artemisia had um, Themistocles surrounded, you know, and basically outnumbered and outmanned. So she's like, well, you can surrender. And then they get into this like highly tense sex scene. Mikey, what were you saying yesterday about, about what they were trying to do in the movie? How you felt the kind of relationship they were trying to forge? Well, that had nothing to do particularly with the sex scene. I, I was saying well, that they were forging some kind of a weird, almost like a Romeo Juliet-ish type of a, of a love story between the two, which made no sense in the story as I was watching, you know, because it was two people that kind of realize that they're very much alike and could be together if it wasn't for these circumstances, but yet their, their houses are tearing them apart. And that's really Romeo and Juliet. I mean, that is what exactly what's happened in the movie that I've described as well. You well know? No, it was more like they both want something different and it's like they're, they're yin and they're yang. You know, they didn't want anything different. They both wanted to be the winner of their sides. And even by the exactly. end, and this is not giving anything away, when they're stuff. looking at each other, they're both saying something along the line of like, you know, if things were different. It's And that's what you say in every romance movie. If things were different, we'd be together. And I'm like, where did this come from? You guys have never met before. <laughs> hey, when you meet the one, you'll know it. It just it was just out of place in the movie. I mean, it was out of place and unnecessary. I, it, it didn't add anything to the movie at all. Well, I, th- I mean, I think I, I think that a lot of movies think that they have to add romance to it. 300 didn't, except for that whole, like, you're going to war? But see, even then they added it and they kept it quick, but they kept it quick. Right. <laughs> and then also, I mean, I can see, and I'm sure someone will probably argue this, and there is a fair argument to it, is that this could be seen as... Um, the other sex scene to the movie, meaning that in 300, the sex was for love and for, you know, encouragement because, you know, my king's going off to war, da, 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 da. Um, whereas this one was all animal and fury, you know, um, because it's, it, this isn't about love and sharing. This is about who can dominate. Yeah. So, I mean, there is the argument that that is the purpose of this sex scene is also to show the com- um, the comparison between the two. It's funny because I, I watched, just thought it was unnecessary. I was watching the sex scene. And I'm thinking like, when is the knife going to come out? When is she going to pull out the knife? <laughs> Every time she like reached for something, whether it was for his cock or whether it was for like the table or whether it was for like her clothes. I'm like, there's a knife somewhere. There's got to be a knife somewhere. Oh, by the way, before anyone gets excited out there, you're not seeing anything besides a boob I mean you know like, yeah. you, you know and you see a boob and I think a flash of his behind as no, he falls off her, the table you see her ass too ooh right. my god <laughs> I'm telling you when I was watching I was watching well, I, I evidently must have been watching my watch <laughs> the, the, the sex scene was pretty passionate but it was just kind of like alright when, when, when's she gonna try to kill him now when's she gonna try to kill him and then it's funny because in my head I, I was thinking fucked up things because we were talking about um how 
we, we, one thing we talked about last night as well, she could have just killed him right there and ended the war. Right. But of course, obviously, it doesn't make for a great movie. And also because of her. Neither did this movie. <laughs> but still, you know, with her ego, she felt like, you know what? I don't have to kill him right. here. I'm just trying to like show him, try to get him where I want him. Um, what was interesting was that when, when he was, you know, doing her, I was like, at one point, I was like, Doesn't she, wouldn't she have a flashback of her days back on the bottom of the Greek ship? Right. Be- well, which you need to provide uh, a little of the info. Well, yeah. So so basically, it said that um, her family was killed by the, um, um, by, by the, was it the Athenians? Um, I think it was just, yeah, I mean, some Greeks. I mean, it was one of the Greek cities. So yeah. So some Greeks had, you know, killed her entire family. And and, and, and she is Greek, by the yes. way. Yes. So, so, and they capture her and they take her to the bo- bottom of, of their ship, their warship, and they have her a prisoner. For the guys to do whatever they need to do, right? I mean, a she slave. was young. She was, I think, she, she was, was probably a like, sex slave. yeah, she was probably ten or twelve years old when this yeah. started, and she left there probably in her late teens by that point. And that's where they left her for dead, right? On yeah. the on the street, like when the they, street. they they used her through Persia, right? Yeah, um, yeah. By that point, she would have been in Persia, right? So my thing was when she was getting plastered by the Mysticles, I'm, I'm wondering to be like, like when he grabbed, when he her, proved that he was a backdoor man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he grabbed her and spun her around. Like, I was waiting for her to like go into like some like PTSD mode. Like, what the fuck? Can? What do you think I am? A young boy? Oh, <laughs> what? He's a Greek soldier. Oh. He's a Greek soldier. What? What? Did I say something wrong? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna add a joke and way to continue. How do, in Greece? How do you separate the men from the boys? <laughs> With a crowbar? There you go. <laughs> oh, I got it right. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> On to this movie of three hundred. It's so funny how we how we veered so far away. But um, you had to admit to at least, I guess you know Ralph saw what he saw, and I'm looking at the movie going, yeah, you guys really don't work out as much as the Spartans, do you? Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> you know, I was like, you go to Sparta, you could just do your laundry in everyone's stomach, including the women. You go to Athens, and you're like, ah. <laughs> There I'm were, sure you're nice poets. <laughs> Both of a nice personality. There were a few that had like you know they weren't fully ripped, but right. they had their abs. No, but, no, no, but, no, but they had like arms was, and chest. But yeah. like when you look at their gut or look around their around their midsection, you're like, oh wow, you don't do any cardio. But but at the same time, <laughs> I, I like that though because that yeah. was the whole point is that the Spartans were the ultimate warriors. So I mean, they were jacked. And I think he even commented to one of them when he was in Sparta at some point. I don't remember what he said, but he did make some comment about them, and I think they kind of commented back to him. Um, you know, so that was just one of the funny things. And also I like the whole, um, the whole bloods and crypt thing that was going on because the Spartans all had the red capes and all the Athenians had the blue. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this East LA? What the hell's going on here? Orderly Holmes, you on the wrong side of the bricks, baby. Like, we have Cheech to, Marin, we Spartan. We lay down the peace, man. We got to fight these homies over here. Tommy Chong, Athenian. <laughs> well, well, um, Oh, ahead, I was about to say, um, the only other thing that bothered me in the movie, and I know we had spoken about this. The only uh, other thing that bothered you? Oh, God, there was tons, <laughs> tons, including me yelling at Ralph in the middle of the theater. <laughs> Again, no spoilers. Just just imagine at one point, um, uh, Artemisia, she gets hit by uh, Themistocles, and instead of her doing a quick reaction, I mean, first of all, you know, the slow motion movement, like in 300, but she pauses and considers the hit, and he's standing there not hitting her again. And Ralph just turns, he's like, well, this is ridiculous. Why did he just come? Why did he just go back and hit her? And I'm like, this that is the movie. one thing that bothered you in the whole movie. <laughs> I heard that. I was laughing. I couldn't even. I didn't realize how loud I said <laughs> that was louder than me slurping my slurpee. <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, the one thing that just got me in the movie because it just kept pulling me out of the movie was the time. Like they were at least okay. If anyone remembers 300, they left home from Sparta, and it took them a day. Then they camped at night. Then they traveled again another day to get to the Hell's Gate, the Hot Gates. Yep. 
every time Themistocles is like, oh, I need to get some toilet paper back in Athens, you know, he would be like, next scene, there. <laughs> you know, everybody was always there. And I'm going, but you just left the middle of a war. Does Artemisia know that you're gone to get like some candy? She's like, okay, <laughs> time out, time out. Yeah, exactly. It was like, t- did you call a timeout on this war? You have no idea what's going on. There's, there's no CNN. <laughs> he pressed the pause button on the remote. Seriously, I mean, and it was a lot of that too. I mean, like you know, he was just like because Athens and Sparta aren't that close, you know. Right. But he would just, he would just be like, oh, I'm just going to go over to Sparta, and it would be the same day, or you would assume it was the same day. Still day, <laughs> and he's suddenly talking to Queen Gorgo. You know, it was just a lot of that that was just very disconcerting. Um, and again, it just felt like you're not following a a good foundation. Like in other words, we're in 300, you're following a book, and in this one, it felt like yeah, you may know the ideas that were in the book, but because you didn't have a book to follow, you were kind of making it up as you went along, right? And at least that's the opinion I got with it. Yeah. So, overall, what do you think of the movie? I think that at uh, IMAX 3D $20.50 they owe me $20.75 back <laughs> <laughs> was it was the 25 cents extra for interest <laughs> it was for lack of interest uh-huh. <laughs> a nice um, one yeah like I said I again I think absolutely beautiful um, set designs and I love the closing credits because that was kind of like um, like kind of like a, what did they call it stop motion animation on the on the comic look I thought that yeah. was great um, I thought I thought most not all but I thought most of the action scenes were really good yeah that's I, the, I really enjoyed them the slow motion was yeah. beautiful well, and again yeah, because it's it. it's from 300 yeah. um, I really enjoyed that but but at the same time I found them repetitive like I, it's you know not only because it reminds you of 300 but they didn't introduce a lot of new stuff and then they introduced the horse <laughs> <laughs> um, but um you know, but so I, I did enjoy that part. I don't know what the hell the deal was. Was there just a lot of cat hair back in the old days? That stuff they had flickering. It's yeah. supposed to add dimensionality, I guess, to the three to the three D. But there was always something floating in the air in that entire film, and it just drove me crazy watching those, it. Those are the camera eye worms. Is that what it was? <laughs> camera eye worms. <laughs> what did you think, uh, Ralph? Oh, well, I thought the the visuals they were just stunning. You yeah, know? the 100%. whole slow motion fight scenes. Every from the beginning fight scene where you see Themistocles just come out and he's like badass. He's like, Argh! oh shit, he's getting Slicing, excited. I see six claws stuff. on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, not six claws. What? So, okay. Well, we haven't gotten to the rating yeah. yet. Yeah, not yet. So that, I just like that. The story, I mean, at some points, you know, it's just like, it just what seemed- story? Yeah. <laughs> and exactly, that's my whole point. It was it's, a bad story. It just seemed kind of, you know, slow. And then even sometimes it seemed like it jumped around. Yeah. And like I was saying, you know, the whole story within a story kind of thing it just you know it felt like inception, inception yeah. yeah yeah well I'll, I'll make a movie comparison to this movie i'll say 300 rise of an empire remind me of greece too because for those who for those of you who have not watched greece 2 greece 1 was with obviously john travolta and olivia newton john amongst a, a big cast of characters from the original broadway show um and it was a great movie um and then they try to Get some of that magic back by making Grease too, and I believe uh, Michelle was it Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, Michelle Pfeiffer was in the lead of that movie, and they had similar characters to Johnny Zuko and Sandra D. Right, and it didn't work. And the same thing happened here. You try to have a character like Gerard Butler with this Themistocles character, and it didn't work. And here's an example why I feel like it didn't work. Remember when they talked about how? Themistocles was so smug by going about this war and so like confident and arrogant right. and he, I didn't get the feel that he was arrogant no, no. the only way I knew is because the other character was saying well you're so arrogant for going yeah. for this war and no, I was like it was he definitely seemed a lot more of that. patriotic than anything else well, yeah and, but also did you not he gave the 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 most lackluster luster 
speeches ever. Like at no point did he rouse me to a cry of freedom or <laughs> democracy. I was just like, sit down. <laughs> he was like one of those people that's like, I have an announcement, and anyone else would be like, shut up. <laughs> you, you didn't hear me in that that last battle scene after that? his speech. I was just like, rah. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. You know, you're just like, I've heard better. I've I've heard more exciting things of a waiter telling me what the special is. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of that. And I feel like today the, we have Peking duck. <laughs> we have a wonderful soup. Gerard Butler's um, character in Three Hundred. Um, if you would have put him in this one, it probably would have sold better as arrogant yeah. or, um, you know, like. Um, bullheaded right. and stubborn like they were trying to make domestically sound it right. wasn't it wasn't no no it really didn't didn't catch on at all um, and anyone who's wondering we did get a few uh, visitors from the old movie we saw um, what is it uh, F- um, Ephialtes the hunchback right and Delios that was the guy that ended up being sent back by Leonidas yeah. he had the one eye with the fucked yeah. up eye yeah, yeah. We got, so we got a couple of visitors there you know what pissed me off what's that that's nobody killed that fucking hunchback <laughs> no, you're kind of waiting for it. I guess in the next movie. And by the way, I keep saying there's like there's going to be a next movie. They didn't. It's not like you know the Avengers where you're getting a clip of Nick Fury coming into Xerxes at the end. Um, it's nothing like that. We but want I mean, you for the Avengers. But you just Xerxes. figure there's another tale to be told. I mean, you know, there, there, there's something has to happen. So it feels like there'll be a third one if this one's successful enough. You, you know, I can't wait to go onto YouTube and go to how it should have ended and see how they're going to oh, make so much fun. That. That, yeah. should be fun. that should definitely be fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so to steal Cap's thunder, what are our ratings? <laughs> yeah, how you like that? <laughs> well done. Okay, I thought, and I thought Ralph was like trying to steal it. He goes, "Yeah, so what did you think overall about them?" I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> we're preparing for in June when you go away. Ah, uh-huh, that's where, right. Where, where are you going? I'm going away for my birthday and for my friend's wedding. You think you'll live that long? <laughs> <laughs> it's in Mexico, so I actually am scared for my life. <laughs> I'm just going to call down to all the Mexican cartels and be like, "Hey, we have a billionaire friend there." <laughs> See if you can find him. <laughs> He's too tall. I'm not sure we can take him. <laughs> and now we apologize, apologize to, to all the, the Mexicans <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but real quick, uh, my rating. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two and a half dented helmets out of five. I feel like like oh, Mister Fifty Fifty. No, because I I feel like it it was enjoyable visually. It's one. It's almost like Sucker Punch. I know the Zack Snyder movie. I enjoy Sucker Punch. Oh, God. The shimmy. The <laughs> fucking shimmy. Don't forget the shimmy. Visually, it was beautiful, but the story was hard, either hard yeah. to grasp or you didn't grasp it. It was, just, you know, it, it just didn't interest you. They used the same bag of tricks. I called it Grease Tube from the minute we walked out of the right. movie. I would not, I would, I was probably better off waiting for it to be on Netflix, but because we have a podcast, we had to see it. So, yeah. two and a half dented helmets out of five. All right. Mike. Well, unlike Cap, I, I could have waited for it to be on the back of a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> and uh, and just to remind everyone again, though, we like to keep blaming Zack Snyder for this, but he did not direct that. This was, uh, was it, Noam Morrow. So you take the blame for this one, Noam. Um, <laughs> but as far as my rating, I give it um, four horses drowning on a boat out of ten. <laughs> How so less than half. Okay. Less than half. <laughs> yeah, I definitely say it's less than half. The visuals are the only thing that's holding it up for me. Nice. <laughs> All right. RT six, squared. Six claws. <laughs> I give it five and a half claws with an extra half claw for bonus. <laughs> I give it three bloody swords out of five. Whoa. <gasps> three out of five. Wow. wow. Three, Holy. Three bloody swords out of five. Yo, those visuals, they got me, man. Right. But, but I still visuals. have to recap. 
So that's still got less of a score than Justice League War. <laughs> yeah. That that that's shocking. Just, well, you know, cartoons. The boobies gave it the, the extra story. Is that gave know? it the extra? Yeah. But wait a minute. That means he rated it lower than Wolverine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which which started the six claws yeah, of true. battle crack. Well, this was worse than Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. But the boobs should have gave it at least a four. <laughs> no, I gave it a three because the story, just that whole Inception feel, got me back. You, know? you got so confused, like fuck it. Where's my Slurpee? But I'm you like, just yeah. forgot you saw the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, for a while, yeah. And then, and then really, what, that was the whole rating with your boob rating system. Really, this is where it goes. And, and, and this what, is and this is why people yell at me for actually critiquing a film. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours is like, yeah, well, you know, this didn't make sense with this. <laughs> Ralph's just like, there's no boobs, <laughs> and I needed more boobs. <laughs> All right, so let's take a quick break, and we will be back with more. Meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, after we have some great dip that Mike forced us to eat. <laughs> Hey guys, it's the Master of the Six Claws here. That's right, Ralph the Tech. Just letting you know, once you show us some love, check out our Facebook page at Meanwhile22 Pages Later, or hit us up on Twitter at Meanwhile22. And you know, you can also check out our website. It's been up since the beginning of the show. I don't know why you're not there, at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. And I know I'm the Master of Six Claws, but you can give us Six Claws too. Just go on to iTunes and give us a review. And now let's get back to the show. All right, let's start with the second half of the show. And this is why we took a week off. We wanted to kind of put things together. I'm not sure if everybody knows, I'm a sports fan. I'm a very big sports fan. But you know what? You don't have to be a big sports fan to like tournaments. Everybody likes tournaments. I I don't. You don't like tournaments? I probably do. (laughs) I just wanted to be argumentative. Oh, come on. I mean, think of all the tournaments that are are famous. The World Cup. I mean, the Olympics. WrestleMania. The Super Bowl. American Idol. The Karate Kid Part 1. Wait, wait. Hold on. You cannot put American Idol in league with the Super Bowl and the Olympics. It's still a tournament and everybody watches it. So the idea of a tournament. No one dies, though. (laughs) They should die. (laughs) What about Death Race? Death Race. Oh, God. <laughs> Another movie in Mike's library that we need to destroy. That and Barbed Wire. What about Running Man? <laughs> running Man. Oh, I love The Running Man. But, yeah. but and I'm glad you brought up The Running Man because in that vein, it kind of reminds me of, you know, that everybody loves tournaments, everybody loves blood, and everybody likes to see an ultimate winner. And it's kind of like March Madness, which is going on right now. Oh. All these college teams fighting each other to see who's the best college team in the land. And the funny thing about college, March Madness is that you can have a team that you didn't expect to win, and they can go all the way to the championship. That's true. And that's foreshadowing, by the way. <laughs> so, um, with I that. you were circumcised. But, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Rob's got to get warmed up. Okay. So, with that in mind, we here at the Meanwhile 22 um, Pages Later crew wanted to create our own brand of tournament. I mean, everybody else has one. Well, we're hosting one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we want, well, we wanted to host this tournament just to kind of excite the nerd nation and also spark riveting debates across the land because I know once they hear this debate, we're not going to hear the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll just turn off the phone. <laughs> so I would like to present everybody to the first annual Meanwhile 22 Hero Madness Tournament. Ooh, all right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I swear it just seems like we have the same audience. They're never, they're never any happier or less happier. You know, like, it's because right. we keep paying them the same amount. Ah, there you go. Because we're consistent with our show. So, <laughs> and just to give everybody an idea of what the hell they're talking about, this tournament is going to feature the heroes of both Marvel and DC universes. Get out of town. Yeah, both of them together. 
That's right. Oh, that sounds like an angry mob starting the form there. <laughs> Wait till they hear the results. <laughs> so basically, you've got the heroes from both Marvel and DC universes in a battle to the finish to find out which one of these heroes will be crowned champion. Here is the way the tournament is put together. Us, the Meanwhile 22 panel, picked eight DC and eight Marvel heroes. And to make it just a little interesting, out of those eight, each team was given four of their top heroes and four of their, let's just say, not-so-top-tier heroes. Ah. <laughs> so basically, it's not a full lineup full of everybody that's great. You've got four great heroes, and you've got four that are like your second or third tier or your, your, your laughable heroes. There's no such thing as a laughable hero. Called Moon Knight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Moon Knight. There's everything wrong with Moon Knight, but he's not in this tournament, thank God. So, um, where was I? Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, the matchup is going to begin with, with um, Marvel facing DC, and we're going to have different rounds. And every week, we're going to talk about each round and broadcast to you um, the fights and the results of the fight. Um, and just to add a little bit of spice to this tournament, for the purposes of these fights, we decided that these modern-day warriors couldn't be fighting in Madison Square Garden. They couldn't be fighting in L.A. Coliseum. No, 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 no. We here, meanwhile, 22 pages later, developed a special arena using Shi'ar technology. Now, for those who are not familiar with Shi'ar technology, this allows us to simulate a wide array of locations to give the fighters a more real experience. Well, it uses hard light to simulate real objects, I believe. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just li- putting a little no, science no, no. there. I, I like that. You were like, no, but don't forget this, Captain. No, well, well done, absolutely. Well, if there's hard light, is there also soft light? Uh, of course it's soft yes. light. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what I use with all my photographs. <laughs> that's no that's no light. <laughs> no, that's with all my dates. No. Oh. <laughs> pound. Pound. <laughs> I was like, wow, he took it okay, wow, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so so using hard light, thank you, Mike. That's what Shear Technology does. So they create these illusions of, of, of these areas. So it will look like the back street of Gotham. It will look like um the cloud city of um wherever it was in um Star Wars. Do you remember the Cloud City? I'm not that much of a nerd. <laughs> right I'm just putting it out there I'm looking at your shirt really <laughs> it's just called Cloud City <laughs> well thank you thank you Ralph so basically it'll recreate all these places so everything in the world will almost be real um, and in addition to that the arena is surrounded by an impenetrable um, energized force field created by Star Labs and this force field is meant to keep the fight in the arena and prevent anyone from being knocked into orbit sorry Superman out of space, we'll be off limits for these battles. You got to nice. keep it in the ring. Nice. And what about those idiots that are sitting inside the Coliseum rooting and cheering on their favorite heroes? That's a very good question. Why weren't they smart enough to sit outside the impenetrable force field? Because everybody loves a fight, so they all signed a waiver saying anything that happens during the fight, kind of like NASCAR. <laughs> like, you know, if a wheel hits the stands, it's not their fault because they signed a waiver. Same thing. You know? Yeah, I or, think their waiver was really shorter than that. I just think it said, we're idiots. <laughs> Sign here. Sign here. <laughs> also, there's a, like a little fine print that says that uh, in the event that they do die, their body has been donated to us for uh, purposes. Yeah. I think you need a perv bell on that one. <laughs> I yes. don't want to know what purposes you have. Scientific purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Playing doctor. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's go to the arena and let's get to our first fight. And our first fight is um, two really good combatants from, Mar- from combatants from Marvel and DC. Mike, can you please give us the tale of the tape of Batman versus Echo? Well, we all know that Batman is the Dark Knight of Gotham. 
He puts the mean streets. He's got all the gadgets. He's got all the moves. And Echo, well, she's deaf. And not to <laughs> make fun of her. And not to make fun of her. Anyhow, she also has the ability to instantly mimic any move that she sees. Okay. So that, put us, that should be a good fight there. Yeah, it's going to be an yeah, interesting no. fight now. All right, so here we are. Here we are in the arena, and now I well, see. Well, we also need to know that um, these fights are all sponsored. Oh, we do have sponsors. Yeah, they all for, sponsored. For there. once, we have sponsors. Awesome. Well, fine. well the fights, they, well, that's how you got into it. It's kind of like any of the, uh, the the races and stuff like that. You have to get sponsored into them. Um, so, you know, we have Batman's been sponsored by uh, Wiki Identity Leaks. <laughs> They're safely guarding the secret identities of Clark Kent as Superman, Peter Parker as Spider-Man, and Bruce Wayne as Batman up until now. <laughs> and um, Echo has been sponsored by uh, Hentai Condoms. Because four out of five Japanese schoolgirls raped by giant tentacles prefer hentai condoms. Oh, my God. And now we can start the fight. <laughs> All right. Now let's start the fight. So now the Shi'ar Empire, the Shi'ar technology is developing. It looks like a um, a Gotham alleyway there, Mike. I mean, it's very it kind of creepy here. I can actually smell the urine. <laughs> I can almost see the chalk outline of, of the of the Wayne parents. Aww, <laughs> that's... Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I'm going to go down there and pick up some of those pearls, though. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, as we see here... Um, Batman, Batman's getting ready, and they're waiting for the bell. And up oh, there they go. They're starting. Wow, Batman lands. Wow, got an array of punches and kicks. I think because Echo hasn't heard that bell go off yet. <laughs> <laughs> so she's probably, you know, hopefully she better give some kind of offensive. This is going to be a short match. Yeah, because she's going down pretty hard now, and that's, you know, not usually what she does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the arena, we have that. <laughs> But you're right. Batman's gotten a few kicks in there. Uh, he's got some good combos going on there, too. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. wait. Things are ch- turning around now. Echo, using her mimic ability, is starting to counter all of Batman's moves. This is a better fight than I thought. Holy hell. He's only used to beating up on little boys. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be a rough fight for him. Yeah, man. Oh, wait. Okay. Batman's... Wait. He jumped back. He's reaching to his utility belt. Oh. And he's throwing a bowler to try to get Echo's feet. But oh. Well, look at that, though. That girl is good. She has jumped. And she looks, oh, she is going after the Dark Knight. Oh, man, she's lunging right at him. I don't know if that's a good move there, MFG. Oh, I don't know if it's a good move to get anywhere near Batman's hands at any point. Oh, man. Oh, and now, now they're really close in hand-to-hand combat. They call dirty boxing. They're really getting into the scrum now. Ooh, she's reaching way below the belt. What is she reaching for? Actually, she's reaching in his belt. Holy hell, what has she got in there? What Wait, is that? What is that? I swear it looks like a can of his bat shark repellent. Oh. I didn't even know he still carried that. <laughs> and, oh, and wait, she's spraying him in the eyes. Oh, that's not good. He is he is backing away now. Oh, that's that's a low blow. And she's reaching for something through her back. Well, that looks like... Is she Puerto Rican? Because that looks like a blade. That's a very big blade. I'm Puerto Rican. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh, that oh. is... Oh, that looks ugly. That was a that was a big old katana. Yes. And that's a katana to the what? That looks like his guts are... Yes, his abdomen is all over the place. Oh, my goodness. That reminds me of chitlins, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Batman's thinking about eating anytime soon. Oh, man. And this match has been declared... Yeah, we're getting from the ref that this match is declared over. What? So, so we now have the Dark Knight has been beaten by Echo. Wow. That is a change. Oh, my goodness. And I can already hear the crowd now. This is bullshit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So Batman taken out in his, in his first match, the first qualifying round, and Batman is gone. Yeah, he probably didn't see that coming. And, well, she didn't hear it either. <laughs> All right, so let me let me um, send it to you and Ralph to take on the next matchup. And before we go to MFG and RT Square, 
let's hear who our sponsors who is sponsoring the, our next fight well the next fight is uh dr fate versus captain america um and uh well dr fate's been sponsored by bed bath and batman beyond <laughs> where, where you'll find future brand name knockoffs in the here and now <laughs> and uh captain i guess he was hard uh, luck on finding a good sponsor but he has been sponsored by red skulls fewer Funland. all the screams at half the price it's a ha low cost of good times but please note no jews blacks asian hispanics homosexuals americans american allies redhead brunettes or opinionated women will be admitted Wait, so, so, I mean, what did you think? How did you get in? I didn't, though, uh, but a friend of mine went there. Uh, she said the shower smelled a bit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and on to the fight is MFG and RT Square. Well, Ralph, now what do you think here? Now we have Dr. Fate, who is uh, what? He's got the helmet of Nobu and uh, the magic of the Lords of, uh, of, of Order on his side. Versus Captain America. And what do you say about Cap over there? Well, you know, you see Captain America, Super Soldier Serum, uh, uh, recipient, you know, super strong, fast, patriotic guy. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Yeah. And where's this fight taking place? What's it look like to you? It looks like the, uh, well, the Shi'ar it, um, stuff is changing. It's, it's changing. I, I see a, a, a phallic symbol. Wait, nope. That's the Washington Monument. Oh, I thought it was, you know, at first I thought it was some black guy because I mean, nothing, <laughs> nothing's that big and white normally. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but you're right. It does look like the Washington Monument. All right. So let's see. All right. Bell's going to start. Well, yep. Is that the bell ring in there? That's the bell ring. Oh, oh the fight nice. is starting. Oh, the, the cap charges at, cap, at, at uh, Dr. Fate. Is, oh. Wait. Well, that's never a good thing. Dr. Fate, well, he did what he always yeah. does. He yeah. just teleported. Teleported right away from him. Where's he coming? Oh, he's coming up behind the right captain. Behind the cap. Oh, he's probably not used to that coming in from the rear like that. <laughs> this is not looking good for the cap there. Um, what's Fate doing? It looks like he's, he's firing some energy blasts right at the captain. Oh, shoot. The captain is uh, moving around. Well, he's ducked a few of those. And uh, look, it looks like his, uh, he's got the shield up yep. and able to deflect a few of those. That's, that's, so that's right. fantastic. Trusty shield. And he's yeah. very good at that. Yep. The cap, wait, what's this? The cap throws his shield at Dr. Fate. Oh, oh, that had to hurt. That's a I big can still hear it ringing. I think he dented the helmet. Oh, it, it does look like a dent. Oh, he's, he's using this to an advantage, though. I see he's running right at Fate over there. Yep, he's running right ahead. Wait, what, what's Dr. Fate doing? He's got his hands moving in some Wait, kind of way. What's, I, there's an image appearing. What is that? It looks like it's, old glory. Is that that's, That is the American flag. And, and you're right, it is. And there's Cap. He's so enough, saluting. He's what is stopped he doing? He's saluted. What the hell is his problem? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, well, that's not good because I see Fate still waving his hands around there like he's on fire. And, well, nope, it's the Cap that's on fire, actually. He is incinerated. Oh, he smells like chicken. Uh, no, I think I smell bacon. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That is not good at all. Well, at least, you know, there'd be some happy black people out here smelling that fried chicken around there. <laughs> and now we apologize to all the African-Americans <laughs> in the audience. Sorry so about that. So that was a very fast fight there. I thought there'd be a little bit going on, but I guess when you're dealing magic against a guy with a shield, yeah. it's not really working very what's, well. So what's this? Wait, I, I think Dr. Fate just picked up the shield like a memento. Oh, that is cold. And probably a good value on eBay. <laughs> well, vibranium does go for a lot of perks. <laughs> that is pretty good. But like I said, that seems to be our fight. Dr. Fate versus Captain America and Dr. Fate, the winner. Wow. Okay. So now we're getting ready to um, start our next fight, which is going to be Wolverine versus Catwoman. But before RT Square and I give you the play-by-play, -play, let's have MFG give you some um, sponsors that are sponsoring this fight. Well, like the Cap said, it's going to be Catwoman versus Wolverine up next. And Catwoman has been sponsored by Zatanna's No-No Nip Slip Tape. 
keeping female superheroes tig bitties in place as if by magic. <laughs> and uh, it also looks like Wolverine has been sponsored by the Inhumans microbreweries featuring Medusa's bush beer. That's right, Medusa has the only bush that grabs you back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thanks You're for that. Welcome. All right, MFG. So, Ralph, RT Square, before we get into this fight, can we get a quick tale of the tape of who, who are our combatants for today? Well, today we have Catwoman, a Selena Kyle, so they call her. Well, so much for that secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> this must be more of Wiki Identity League. <laughs> well, they do sponsor me, so. Actually, I'm sponsored by Spoilerama. <laughs> spoil everything around you. <laughs> okay, so we have Catwoman Selena Kyle, who is known to be a cat burglar, absolutely. Yes. And then we also have a mysterious Logan, whose age is harder to pinpoint than actually whether or not Jesus really did exist. <laughs> I think that's due to his healing factor, the fact that he can heal from anything. And he's got that um, adamantium skeleton with those adamantium claws, that's which right. sometimes are bone, depending on which issue you read it. But the famous six claws. Actually, he's sponsored by me. <laughs> I figured. Well, that means he's going to lose. <laughs> All right. And what's this going on? The Shi'ar Empire. I mean, the Shi'ar technology keeps saying the Empire. The Empire has provided the technology. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, um, looking at the what the tech's doing, it's changing up. Looks like we're in the middle of Tokyo, downtown Tokyo. Wait, wait, but before this fight has started, what is Catwoman doing? Who is she talking to right there? Looks like she's talking to some tall, really, really pale guy. Oh, Omega Red. Okay, I was going to say somebody else, but I couldn't think of an actor. He's handing her something. Oh, I guess that doesn't really matter right now. Yeah, but you figure Omega Red has some kind of strategy or strategic tips for Catwoman. That's right. That's okay, right. now both combatants are getting to their starting points. They're getting ready. And there's the bell. There's the bell. All right, there we started. go. Started. All right, Catwoman, look like she's not even ready to lunge at a fight. She's kind of taunting Wolverine. I can't hear what she's saying, but something about Wolverine's body language means it wasn't nice. Yeah, you can see his berserker rage coming in there. Oh, yeah, he's well, he's getting ready to. He's kind of getting Oh, there he goes. He lunges. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, wait, but Catwoman, oh, she jumps out the way. She flips. Oh, ooh. Claw to the face. You do not want to see that. Wow, she he took five across the eyes, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky she's not Wolverine. He would have took eight across the eyes. <laughs> All right, so what a strategic move by Catwoman. Oh, Wolverine must not be happy now. He's in full berserker mode yeah, right now. Now he's coming berserker mode. Now he's, oh, all bets are off now. He's swinging and chopping. and Catwoman, yeah, she's dodging, but she can't dodge too much longer. Oh, wait, she's making a, a, a run, a run back to the starting point. What the hell does she have planned there? Oh, wait. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. She, she grabbed, it's like some kind of duffel bag. Yes, what's, what's she doing with this? Oh, she's pulling something out. It's kind of shiny. Do you see what that is? I think that's a Muramasa sword. <laughs> yeah, if that's the way you pronounce it, sure. <laughs> yes, it is that Muramasa sword. And oh, straight, straight to the heart. Blade to the heart. But with that Muramasa blade, it doesn't matter what she cuts. It's the only blade that can hurt Wolverine. That's right. Cuts him right like butter. Yeah, and he's in half, and I don't think he's regenerating from that. No more my um, quips about that. <laughs> Holy cow, I just came back from placing my bet on Wolverine. Who won the fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> I don't like the way this sounds. Unless you like cutlery. No. <laughs> so wait. Uh, so God, he's, like, he's half the man he used to be. <laughs> well, according to the ref, it's over. He's. I think he's looking on the ground waiting to see if Wolverine regenerates. It's not happening. I think Marvel knew that it was, you know, he can't regenerate anyway. So the ref knows that. And yeah, it's over. Catwoman wins this round. All right, and now we're back for fight number four, which is going to be 
The Red Arrow versus Spider-Man. You know I don't like Archie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you better hope he doesn't want to move to the next round. Oh. <laughs> Wait, oh. you don't like Archie? I can't. Yes. <laughs> All right, before we get to, into the scrum, let's hear who our heroes are sponsored by. Uh, well, today we have Red Arrow is being sponsored by Terminator Guns and Weapons Shop. Go with him if you want to live, but stay for the savings. <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man has been sponsored by Uwadu, the Weight Watchers, meal supplement bars for world eaters. Now in three new flavors, Fresh Fruit Earth, Spicy Cinnamon Mars, and the Sticky Nutty Flavor of Uranus. <laughs> so, the I guess Sticky the- Nutty Flavor of Uranus. Wow, that Uwadu that comes hey, with great fun. flavors. I know, he knows how to pick them. Are those like Chef's uh, salty chocolate balls? I, I think they are, actually. They might be complimentary to them. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the balls like, kind of rank right above Uranus. <laughs> yeah. So transitioning from that, um, the the um, the arena is transitioning as well. Right now, it looks like that um, the technology is changing it from downtown Tokyo to Star City. Oh wow! Yeah, a place I've never ever been or wanted to be. Well, the only way I knew of Star City because I just see Star City on everything. That's pretty much how I know. <laughs> it was right next to the Star City Bakery, Star City Cafe, <laughs> Star City Stripper Joint. <laughs> Wow, I wonder if they have um, Star on the, uh, on the Areolas. All right. <laughs> so now we've got Red Arrow getting in position, and Spider-Man, surprisingly, not, is standing on a building. He's standing two feet firmly on the ground, and they're getting ready, and there's the bell. There's the bell, and look at that there. Spidey's looking kind of, I don't know what Spidey's looking like. It's kind of looking like he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I think he's figuring out whether, no, I think he knows he's Peter Parker, but I think he's still got some of that stuff still stuck in his head. Well, I think he thought that was Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he knows he's going to beat him then. <laughs> oh, wait. Red Arrow, they'll start right there, reach, reaching out of his um, pack and firing some exploding arrows at him. Oh, yeah. And I hear that noise there. I, I, I don't know what we're hearing there, but it seems like Spider-Man is using some kind of sense. And he's just avoiding it. He's just jumping around, building the building there. So. Yeah, he's doing this whole zigzag thing. I mean, it's like running away from an alligator, right? Yeah. He's running zigzag. An alligator with a bow and arrow said, way to go, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, so oh, Spider-Man with some offensive fires um, some webbing on his own. So impact webbing. I always like impact webbing because it looks like, you know, it looks like big snowballs just shooting out of his wrist. I've never understood that. You only thought it looked like snowballs, really? Really? That's all it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Red Arrow, he's actually making quick moves out of those. I, I didn't realize he was that agile. He's got a lot of dodges and slips of his own. And uh, he's even actually managed to get a couple of them. With uh, Yeah, look, right there wow. with a couple of arrows, he's gotten a few of them. Well done, Red Arrow. Nice. It goes to show a... that you could be a druggie and still do well in life. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Oh, wait, uh, Spider-Man trying to do another offensive move. Oh, sh- shot a web at, at a light post, swinging his web. That was almost good, but look at that. Red Arrow has just sliced through that webbing with one of his own, Ooh. well, arrows, I think. Yeah. I think it was a Switch Knight uh, arrow, wasn't it? <laughs> I cannot keep track with all the arrows. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting at some point the, the punching glove arrow is going to come up soon. Oh, I hope that never comes out unless they want to hit me with it. All right, so wait, so Spider-Man, oh, oh, I'm sorry, we were talking so much, we didn't see Spider-Man's well, He's back on, the, on ground. the ground. He's on the ground there. I thought he was going to do a little swinging, but no, he's just kind of... Kind of like staring. I kind of give him a little daringness. Yeah, he, I think he's saying some smart-ass thing to him. But kind of calling him out. Yeah, well, of course, Spider-Man's always saying some smart-ass. He's got his quips there. Up, and Red Arrow's reaching. It looks like a bunch of arrows he's pulling out at one time. What is he going to do here, MFG? Well, one's already coming down, and it's kind of created a field of, like, just, I don't know, of a black, thick smoke. I don't know what the hell is going on. Oh. I can't see in there. Oh, but we have to switch to our special, um, like, what is that called? It? Our infrared vision there? Yes, and because now we see it. Here, here at Meanwhile 22 Tournament, we have all the things that we need to do to watch this tournament. Yeah, but Spidey's looking pretty confused in all that darkness. Yeah, he's looking confused, but he looks like, I mean, hopefully, I just hear a lot of, yeah, do you hear that? Yeah, those words of arrows going by? <laughs> <laughs> I do hear that. 
Yeah, it, it, but I, don't, I haven't heard a thud yet, so I don't think Spidey's been hit yet. No, Spidey, I, from what I can tell from the infrared, he's just jumping around like he's just having a good old time in there. Yeah, I mean, he's... He, I, I, I think I, he's twerking. <laughs> Either that having a seizure. <laughs> but he's definitely missed the ball, and I think uh, Red Arrow just shot his load. Oh, shot his load. Put him... Okay. <laughs> so, and now Spider-Man's going in it. Oh, all right. He, he, Spider-Man's webbed up. Mr. Red Arrow keeping his arms from pulling back to go to his back. Nice move for his part there. I don't think the arrow's been tied up that much since he was a sidekick. Wow. Or, or, or when he went to go for drugs and tied up his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was so mean. But I liked it. <laughs> and so it looks like the fight between Red Arrow and Spider-Man has come out to a decisive win of... Of, Sp of Spider-Man. The friendly neighborhood. That's right. And, and now it looks like the refs are definitely waving it off. Yes, the match is over. Spider-Man's not going to punch or knock him out. So that's, that's good. That's because his mama didn't tell him to do that. She's dead. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe we went for an LO Cool J reference. All right. So now that brings us to fight number five, Nightwing versus Squirrel Girl. But before we get to that, let's go to MFG with our sponsors. Oh, that's going to be the number five fight. And we have sponsors. Nightwing has been sponsored by Sidekick Therapy Dolls. Keep your identity secret, but show us where he touched you. <laughs> and Squirrel Girl has been sponsored by Mr. Terrific's Bagged Roasted Almonds because you haven't fully enjoyed a sack of nuts until you've been teabagged. <laughs> so this should be an interesting fight there, I would imagine, going into here. We have Nightwing. Uh, I guess he was a, a former uh, associate to the Batman before he moved out on his own. So he That's does right. all the same so tricks of the Dark Knight that went down like a sack of nuts, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and Squirrel Girl, what do you know about her? Squirrel girl, you know, she's super strong, very agile, and she likes nuts. Yeah, pretty she much. She likes nuts. And I think she talks to squirrels, too. She, she which does is, that, too. She carries yeah. around a little squirrel. I think his name is Monkey Joe. That's probably more than I ever want to know about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this, uh, this year, hologram is changing now. We see it's, uh, it's Central Park. Oh, at night, too. How do you know it's at night? I see people getting mugged and raped. <laughs> oh, yep, that is true. <laughs> I guess they went for the 70s version. <laughs> All right, this, uh, this fight's about to get in the way. Wait, wait, what's this? Nightwing is looking up. He's looking right at me. Oh. Thumbs up. Oh, yes, Nightwing. Good luck. Yeah, you just wished him a lot of luck. Hopefully it helps. All right. So, so there we go. And there's, there's the, bell. the bell. There we go. And, uh, ooh, I see a lot of acorns being thrown down from the trees there. That's right. It's, it's squirrels. They're throwing acorns at Nightwing. Oh, he's, he, he's not liking that, is he? He's not. No one really likes a nut to the face. You know? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> not so many anyhow. <laughs> Was this Nightwing is grabbing from his utility belt? He's throwing his wingdings into the tree. I don't like to hear that he's grabbing his wingding for any reason, let alone for defense. But yeah, he is. He's throwing those discs at the trees, and I, I guess that's a good thing to stop. Oh my goodness! But but oh, he hasn't seen it. Squirrel Girl is lunging. She's going to her attack. She's gotten a few good hits on this man. That's right. But no, knowing Nightwing like I do, there it is. Judo throws her onto the ground. Oh, that had to hurt. That has to hurt. That knocked the nuts right out of her. Oh, they, I guess they descended. You know, <laughs> and he's coming right in with the, with lots of kicks and, and hits that he's angry. Oh, oh yeah, I would be angry too if I got a lot of nuts in my face. <laughs> but what is that? What's that odd sound? I mean, he's hitting her, but she, is that a shadow? Or it sounds like nails on a chalkboard scratching. I don't know. It's, it's annoying, but I guess that's. Oh, I see squirrels moving about. Is she yelling at them or something? I think she's calling them. They're coming right at him like a tidal wave of nuts. Yeah, well, that's good. It's finally like she's getting him off of her though. So I, I don't know what's going on because, you know, I really haven't cared any more or any less about Squirrel Girl than I could right now. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but she seems to be doing some moving. 
Yeah, she's moving around. And Nightwing, he's trying to fight off the squirrels. But wait, what's that? He slipped. Oh, no. Ooh, that's not a slip. I think he just crushed a squirrel with his foot. Oh, oh, oh. And he's doing that. Oh, he's slipping. He's slipping. Oh, oh, he's just. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, did you hear that? Sounded like a bunch of dried pretzels. Just I, He just I, slipped backwards and hit his head and cracked his neck. On that rock. That damn well-placed rock right there. Oh, that's horrible. It just... And at the same time, I want a stack of Pringles. I mean, it's just probably not good, but that was just a horrible sound. It'll, it'll carry me for, for mere minutes that I gave a damn. It's, it's a sad day today, my friends, when we lose a great one like Nightwing. Yeah, I just to Squirrel Girl. Yeah, and uh, oh, look at that there. They have up on the monitor. They you know, have uh, Batman up on the monitor from the hospital bed there. And uh, there's a tear in his eye. And I think he, he has both. <laughs> yep, that, that, that's definitely Batman in yeah. there. Yeah, well, that's that. It looks like uh, between Nightwing and Squirrel Girl, not only is Squirrel Girl the winner, Nightwing, no more. All right, and that was an epic battle right there, battle number five. Who would have thought that Nightwing would have lost? Not me. <laughs> brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, well, way to bring him good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not giving anybody else thumbs up unless I want them to die. So thumbs up, Cap. <laughs> thumbs up, Mike. <laughs> All right, so before we go into our next one, which is battle number six, Wonder Woman versus Iceman, let's find out who are our sponsors, MFG. Ooh, well, these are good. Wonder Woman, uh, she was she kind of moved in as a late entry, but she was she did manage to get a sponsor. She's sponsored by the AWWFWP. That's the Amazonian World Wrestling Federation without penises. <laughs> Hating men for over 3,000 years and counting. <laughs> and uh, we have that Iceman has been sponsored by Silver Surfer Big Wave Shop. His boards are guaranteed to be as sleek and smooth as his Ken doll-like genitals. Well, that's great. All right. <laughs> that's pretty smooth. I'm just letting you know. All right. Thank you. And on to the play-by-play play is also my tag team partner, RT Square. So, RT Square, can we get a quick synopsis, or not synopsis, a quick, a quick bio of um, our two combatants, Wonder Woman and Iceman? Well, Wonder Woman, the mythical Amazonian from Themyscira, made out of clay or, you know, depending which story you want to believe. Isn't that Gumby? <laughs> Gumby. <laughs> And then we have uh, Iceman, the mutant from uh, Professor Xavier's uh, Academy for was it Extraordinary yeah. Young Gifted Children and People in the World, something like that. <laughs> yeah, he, he, actually, Bobby's one of the original five. I mean, according to the comic, he's one of the original five X-Men that, that Xavier started with. So he's definitely got some experience on his side. That's right. And he's got, from what I hear, he has some some very lot of power. Oh, absolutely. He, I mean, he's more powerful than a lot of people anticipate. Oh, and as we speak, oh, the, the, the arena's changing again. It's changing from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, from Central Park at night to, wow, it looks really cold around here. What that is, is Jotunheim, my friend. What the hell Jotun is Jotunheim? Jotunheim is the land of the frost giants. Oh, we're talking about Norse country. Ah. That's right. And I, I think Iceman has a big advantage here. I think so. He's got a great advantage, but Wonder Woman doesn't look like she's really shivering before the fights begin. She looks like she's pretty okay. Well, well when you're that hot, you're hot. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Alright, so they're, they're, they're getting ready, and there's the bell. There's the bell. There we go. Oh, wow. Wonder Woman just starts up jumping up and punches the ground really hard. Oh, man. It's starting almost like a mini earthquake here. That's right. Iceman looks like he's, he's tumbling. He's a little bit off balance. <laughs> he's, he's made of ice. He should be slipping somewhere. <laughs> up. There, wait. Iceman recovers and he's just shooting a barrage of ice shards right at Wonder Woman. Oh, man. That's no problem for Wonder Woman. She's just deflecting him like it's nothing. I mean, she, she knocks away bullets. I mean, ice, icicles should be nothing. 
That's right. Those shiny bracelets are good for just not just for fashion. Oh wait, she she's deflecting him and moving closer to Iceman. What? Oh man, she just hit him and shattered him in pieces. That's right. I think she's walking away proud. But wait, wait, look, he's reforming. Ah, oh, we know about that by Iceman. He can form anywhere, anywhere that there's moisture. He can form. That's right. Wonder Woman's she's not missing a beat. She, wait, she shattered him again. Oh man, this match should be over. I'm waiting for the ref, but the ref hasn't made a move yet. No, no. Wait, he's reforming again. Oh wait, Wonder Woman's reading for reaching for a lasso. And there it is. Yeah, she. I was waiting for her to use the lasso. The lasso of truth. I'll, I'll tell you this, friends. Uh, it doesn't work in the bedroom too well. <laughs> oh, man. Wait. Right now, she's she's yelling something. Let's listen carefully. Oh. I'm not sure if you heard that, RT Square, but she said... She's, yeah, she said, prove to me that you're not a frost giant and I won't kill you. What kind of strategy do you think she's doing here? I don't know. Well, she is a, a, an honest uh, moral warrior. Maybe she's trying to you know, get him off on a easy... Yeah, what, what? She's got him there. She's he's lassoed up. Wait a minute. What's that? Wait. Bobby Drakey's starting to turn it back to the human form. That's right. He's letting his guard down. I guess he's giving up. I don't know about giving up, but I think he's trying to show her that you know he's not a frost giant. Oh! One the woman just punched. Bobby Drake right in the face. I oh. think he, she shattered every bone in his freaking head. Oh my goodness. He collapsed like a sack of potatoes. He is down. And the ref's going to um, take care of Bobby Drake right now to see if he still can get up. Well, he looks like he's alive. Oh no, but he waves it's over. This matchup is over. Well, I guess she ain't a liar though. <laughs> yeah, she didn't lie about kicking his ass. <laughs> she didn't kill him, <laughs> which is true. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, so there we go. Wonder Woman the victor over the Iceman. Not a surprise. And we're back, and um, hearing Wonder Woman beat the snot out of Iceman, I think we pretty much predicted but that. But she looked good doing it. She did look she, good she doing it. Very good. Doing <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give her a victory party back in my place. And what? I'm assuming she's using some of those Zatanna no-no nip slip tape because, <laughs> I, you know, even as cold as it was there, she wasn't bouncing out or anything. <laughs> I, I kind of wish. I think that's why so many people went into the arena like you were speculating before. Like, There's got to be a nip slip. Half of these people are women. And somebody's got to have a boob come out. Uh, I, I was uh, expecting it. All right, so um, before um, MFG and I go on to fight number seven, let's have MFG tell us who's sponsoring um, our fighters today. Well, the next fight coming up is Aquaman versus Ms. Marvel. Um, so for Aquaman today, we seem to have, uh, he's being sponsored by Starro Face Huggers. It might look like you're wearing red, white, and blue intergalactic intelligent mind-controlling starfish, but it feels like you're wearing nothing at all. We love Starro face huggers. And uh, for the other side, we have Ms. Marvel has been sponsored by Lady Sif's Uru Chastity Belts. Never again worry that trolls are going to be trampling through your fields of glory. These chastity belts are Mjolnir tested and mother approved. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let's I was get. actually at one of their factories once, just seeing those women wearing the chassis belts, and then Thor just hammering at their groins was actually very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I thought about groin, and I said, okay, I, maybe I want that job. He's like hammering the groin. I only want to hammer the groin one way. Yeah, it was just like it was kind of like watching that uh, porn video of the uh, Silver Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. clang, 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 clang. Yeah, it, it just really doesn't do anything for you, but it is very painful. Yeah, or it's kind of like watching Bender have sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we, as we're talking trash, Aquaman and Ms. Marvel are just getting ready to get into the arena. Um, MFG, could you give us a, a, a quick um, background of Aquaman and Ms. Marvel? Well, it's Aquaman. I mean, he's so cool. 
um, the way he talks to fish and has super strength and throws water at people. I'm not really sure what he does, but he's really much better now than he ever was. And Ms. Marvel, um, a woman that has had many names, but we're going to stick with her, Ms. Marvel. She uh, kind of Cree derived power, I believe, and uh, she can fly, super strong, and absorbs and fires energy bolts. Well, she's not fighting somebody who uses a lot of energy bolts, so I'm wondering how she's going to um, use an offensive here. I don't know. Maybe she's just coming for the fish fry. <laughs> okay. And as we speak, the um, the arena's changing um, shape once again, and it's changing to, oh, wow, finally something relaxing, a nice Caribbean island. Yo, man. <laughs> oh. Out of all the Caribbean islands, you picked that one? I didn't know any other. <laughs> it was the only, only, only accent you could do. <laughs> all right. So they're getting set up. They're standing right in the sand, right by the shoreline, and... There's the bell. There's, There's the bell. There we get started. Up. Ah, Miss Marvel wasted no time. Comes swooping in and rams oh. Aquaman right there. Oh, right. It was like a gut punch there, too, there. But uh, but he was pretty fast. He's grabbed onto her. Oh, and oh, he's taking it to advantage. Smart man pulling her right into the water. Oh, very nice. That's going to ruin her hair, though. <laughs> I, just talking. Well, she's going to be worried about something else more than hair because, wow, as he pulled it down, he's getting a few punches in there. He's getting quite a few. I didn't think he could move that fast underwater, but wow. She's <laughs> struggling to get out. Yeah. Oh, but she, she actually escaped. And what's this? Aquaman's kind of like putting his fingers towards his head like he's trying to call something. Yeah, well, I see there's in, in the in the scenery, there's some kind of a giant octopus. And I, I think he's trying to contact it. But uh, I don't think, no, if you realize this is just hard light. These things don't have brains. They just look like they do. <laughs> well, it sounds like Aquaman doesn't have a brain because he would have known that if he would have yeah, done that. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, and Miss Marvel looks kind of like amused. She's just, she's in the air and she's just staring at him. But, uh. I don't know what she's doing. He looks confused. He's oh. not getting any response out of that octopus. Yeah, he's looking again, kind of frustrated. But look at Ms. Marvel. What is she doing? She's oh, she's swooping into the other side. What is she grabbing in the water? Ooh, I think that looks like a giant blue whale. That is the biggest whale I've ever seen. I've never seen a small one. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. She's she's winding up. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that had to, uh. oh right in his blowhole. <laughs> oh, that that was not good at all. Wow, that was. I think. Wait, the ref's going over to Aquaman. Yeah, he's taking the boat out. <laughs> it's yeah. over. It's yeah, it's done. over. Yeah, I can. I think it is over. But uh, Aquaman is floating up face first. <laughs> I've seen my fish at home have done the same thing. That is not good. Who would have thought? Yeah. So Aquaman beaten by Marvel Girl or uh, Marvel Girl, Ms. Marvel. Yeah, oh. he's king of the seven seas, but obviously not of holographic water. <laughs> let's let's take a quick look at that instant replay. You can see his last words before the whale hits him. Let's see. Wait, my lip reading skills are coming into use today. Outrageous! <laughs> oh, that was outrageous too. I guess he should have brought a bigger boat. <laughs> ah, there we go. And now we're on to our final fight of the first round. Oh, thank God. <laughs> match number eight. Um, before we get to match number eight, MFG, who's sponsoring us this time? Well, match number eight is, uh, well, it's got the big guy involved, doesn't it? It's uh, Superman versus Gambit. And Superman has been sponsored by Cal-El's Chiropractic Services, cracking back and next since 2013. <laughs> and uh, Gambit has been sponsored by North Star's Chocolate Emporium, located straight up the Hershey Highway. Drop in for some creamy meltaways and get your fudge packed for free. Wow. That, that sounds, sounds like a place to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'll pass. But, <laughs> but moving on to um, the fight, let's, let's turn it over to the two commentators for our last fight, RT Square and MFG, trending everywhere. Uh, I still don't know if it's trending, but anyhow, <laughs> uh, we have Superman versus Gambit, as we've said. Uh, Superman, Man of Steel, son of, last son of Krypton, or so he says. 
basically invulnerable to everything, heat vision, etc. Versus Gambit, the Creole creep. Uh, he is a, a mutant, part of Xavier's group of gifted students as well, and has the ability to, ch to release the stored kinetic energy of anything he touches, causing it to explode upon release. Huh? That's a pretty thing. Seems like a useful thing to do. Yeah, I mean, that's why he doesn't go to any of those circle jerks, though. Um, <laughs> so we have the, looks like the Shi'ar engineering is moving again. And uh, ooh, looks kind of like a Bourbon Street from New Orleans. Oh, oh man! Wow, I can see all the the beads and yep. looks like it's, it's post Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's post Mardi Gras. You can see the women are walking away with shame and regret. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and the guys with big smiles on their faces and vomit on their shirts. Yeah, that's definitely Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can see this happening here. Um, so we're getting our players into the arena. Yep. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks like Superman's cleaning something off of his his cape. I don't know what he's doing. He's just a little bit distracted there. Yeah. And there's the bell. Oh, there's the bell, yep. Wow, look at that gambit going. As soon as the bell rang, he's just shooting off his cards at Superman. Doesn't yeah. seem to be doing anything, but he's still going. I, how many packs of cards this guy carry in his pockets with? Well, I don't know. Funny story. He's got Uno ducks in there. <laughs> funny story. Never play him in the game of cards. He always cheats. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, you know, it's, well, he's still running going. out of cards, though. Yeah, he's still going, though. And Superman is still wiping something off this game. I don't know what it does. Fight at all it's here right some now. Some sort of white spot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that, well, no, Gambit seems a little frustrated. He's uh, well, he's now left his cards alone, uh, and he's he's grabbing a few of the things on the street level. He's grabbing uh, looks like uh, one of those trash cans. Yep. Uh, that's charged up, and nope, nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. He's getting no response. Yes. Superman is cleaning his teeth now. He has a pick in his hand. Oh wow! You know, I just I never was it an Afro pick. <laughs> No, wasn't that Superman? Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, oh, and Gambit's tossing now a few charged chairs and still not, not a damn thing. He's moving towards a table. Seems like this has got to do something. That's a pretty big table. Well, it is a pretty big table there. And, uh, Nothing. Not a damn. No, no. This is this is pretty much one of the least interesting fights out of uh, so far. What's Superman doing now? I think he's doing his taxes. <laughs> He probably could be right now, but I don't think he pays taxes there. <laughs> Being an illegal alien, I don't think he has to do that very much. But uh, now Gambit's looking really frustrated. He seems like, okay, is he, he going to drive away? No, no, no. He's, he's, he's pushing the oh, car he's pushing towards the car. Superman. Ooh, and it's turning red. So oh, this yes. is, that's a big, that's that's a big, a big object. Blast. Now, that's, that's, that's a big object there. Oh, yes. It's going to be a big blast. Super yeah. blast. And it's one of those things, too, because uh, Gambit's not immune to his own blast. So hopefully this is a, you know, you know, just a... Uh, he's a, taking a big gamble. Yeah, pretty much. He's taking a big gambit. <laughs> as they would say, you know, he's just going to kind of hit it and run, I hope. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's, he's moving towards the Man of Steel, and he has finally gotten up to him, and the, char the car is almost all red now. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's Superman doing? He's actually moving. Wait. He flicked the car. You sure? I thought he just had, like, a booger on his fingernails, but I think it was the car he was trying to flick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, oh, that's, I ow. I yeah, that hit. car and Gambit just hit the side of that building. Oh, yeah, he's he's pinned. I don't I don't even think he's moving. Where's yeah, that? I'm sure he's probably dead, but, uh. The ref should go and check just to make sure. Oh, my God, that explosion. That's a pretty big, if he wasn't dead before, he, he is dead he's now. He's definitely dead now. Oh, that is, oh. He's extra crispy. Well, at least he's in New Orleans, you know, you got to see the, the sights. Yeah, uh, you know, the laissez-lay, bon ton oh, That's right. There we go. And he's about as laissez-lay as they get. <laughs> and we're back, and we're done with our first round of fights. MFG, RT Square, what did you guys think of the results of these fights? 
I think it's a shame that Jubilee was killed in the bathroom by a mysterious announcer. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I thought the fights uh, went pretty well there. Uh, kind of lots of turns that I didn't expect. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, IT Square? Yeah, there was some, some amazing fights, some very interesting uh, matches up, and uh, you know, this uh, very depressing Nightwing ending there. Oh, well, I shouldn't have given you the thumbs up. <laughs> I know. It's just damn. Next time I gotta realize the power of my thumbs up. <laughs> You're a bad luck charm. Yeah. You, you should be black hat. <laughs> it's not the first time I heard that. <laughs> and just to recap for our audience, let's go over the winners of the first round. So, first round, Echo beats Batman. Doctor, that makes sense. <laughs> Doctor Fate beats Captain America. Wuss. <laughs> Catwoman defeats Wolverine. Me, yeah. You know, I guess this really does prove that he was not the best at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best at losing. <laughs> Spider-Man defeats Red Arrow. Well, that's what happens when you go against a junkie. I was just about to say, beating up a junkie doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel Girl with the, with the surprise victory over Nightwing. Shaking my head. Yeah, you know what? I, I bet she never put dick down so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Iceman loses um, decidedly to um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's, she was hot. Yeah, and his face is not now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aquaman gets beaten down by Ms. Marvel. Yeah, he's fish food now. <laughs> Outrageous! And Superman beats the snot out of Gambit. Yeah, that's a lot of snot. <laughs> Could you pick that winner? Um, I did have some money down on Gambit, but I had most of it down on Superman. <laughs> I think Superman knew that he was going to win because you know what? Mama Kent ain't raised no fool. That's true, <laughs> that's too. Right. Thanks to WikiLeaks, we know a lot about Mr. Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, that's it for um, this week's um, ep- not episode, but this week's version of Meanwhile 22 Hero Madness Tournament. Tune in next week when we see what happens in our quarterfinal round. Round yeah. two. Round two. It'll be a great time. So for RT Square and MFG, this is the cap saying, Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. All right, here we are, gentlemen. Yes, we are here. Thank where, you. Where are we exactly? I, I, was, I was waiting to see if you guys were going to talk. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, we already, we already know what we're here for. Are we there yet? I give quick questions. <laughs> they give quick answers. Not really that quick. On all things geek. Well, if we all knew what we were here for, why did you just bother to tell us again? Because for the people who've never heard the show before. Why'd you ask if we knew what we were here for? Because sometimes you guys seem lost when I look at you. It's like the deer in headlights look like, oh, what? Oh, my cue. We're often lost looking like that when we're (laughs) plotting your murder. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. Uh, and and we never make it under a minute, but we try, even though these two guys... I've heard know. you make it under a minute quite often. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, wait till I get the birthday girl back on here. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you add them all up, it's over a minute. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> are we ready? We are ready. All right, ready, set, and go. Which superhero mantle has the lamest guys to take over the helm? Green Lantern or Robin? RT Square. Uh, Robin. Yeah. Okay. Little kids. I guess man. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, you're making me choose between Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner versus Damien. <laughs> I have to go with Green Lantern has lamest. <laughs> okay. If She Hulk, Red Hulk, A Bomb, the regular Hulk, um. <clears throat> And Scar had to die. Which one would you not mind surviving? Mike. They all die trying to smash something. But I guess uh, since uh, 
lawyers are going to go to hell anyhow. She-Hulk might as well stay alive. Okay. Ralph. She-Hulk, of course. Why? Because huh? she's hot. This fucking the boob. This is the boob episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Who did you miss more? Did you miss it when um, Kyle L was com- replaced by Monel to be Superman? When Peter Parker was replaced by Ben Riley as Spider Man? Yeah, we didn't even get to finish that one because you talk too damn long. Hush. <laughs> or Asriel taking place of Bruce Wayne as Batman? Ralph. Uh, I don't remember any of those three events, so I'll say Peter Parker, Ben Riley. Okay. Mike, Raul, did those events all take place before his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oof. Did I miss more? I'll just say none of them really, but I'll go with Monel taking the place of Kylo only because I never want to see another clone or any gold-plated Batman suit. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, um, which superhero fact do you hate the most? Do you hate the fact that Martian Manhunter fears fire? Do you hate... Superman's inability to not see um, to see through lead, or Green Lantern's weakness to yellow. Mike, well, considering Martian Manhunter's weakness is now to fires of the heart, I'm going to go with his fear of fear fire. So what if someone says, "I love you," he's like, "Oh crap!" The passions are too fiery; they they will hurt him. Okay, I was going to try to make a masturbation joke, but I won't. (laughs) Ralph. I'd love to say uh, Green Lantern's uh, inability to affect yellow. I mean, if you just say that, it sounds kind of stupid. But then when you understand that yellow is fear and then, you know, green is will, maybe it makes a little little more sense. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's still yellow and green. (laughs) And and like in All-Star Batman when he put um, Green Lantern in the all-yellow room. Yeah. Or But but, uh, you didn't uh, decide to mention the original Green Lantern's weakness. Alan Scott's weakness, because his is not the same as theirs. I, f- I forgot what, what his is weakness it? was to wood. <laughs> yeah. Sense why now, now, now think about when all when he came out was in the forties. Homes were made out of wood, <laughs> <laughs> so you he could can, just run indoors and he'd be like, "I can't get in." <laughs> I guess I'm done for today. <laughs> kind of, kind of like this show. We're done for today. <laughs> so for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Ralph the Tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky and happy birthday, G. I love you very much and hope you don't get too drunk and you'll hear this podcast. Happy birthday, G! Happy birthday, G! Dragon Bear's mine. <laughs>